Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, it's your 2024 Beefer Awards. They brought a couple beefers with them. This is the beefer. <laughs> so, without further ado, let's get to beefing, man. <laughs> Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. <laughs> cow, 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 yeah! The beef is a bad bitch! Here we hold go. Of beefer people. It's that 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band from Ringside Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. Bro Beefer Hose. That's <laughs> really hard to say. <laughs> Sitting directly across from me, we have J.C. Cornelius Bell. What's going on, J.C.B.? I always feel like a beefer's watching me. God damn, it's right on time. If I say the beefers are here too, it's so perfect. On that lovely note, I'll ask their congregation to bow their heads as I read from the latest edition of the Band from Ringside Podcast, Volume 342, Chapter 3, Verse 14. And the good smart saying, hashtag, boo the heels, it's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat. The Holy Trinity and BFR, we're taking a trip back in the time to 2023. We're passing out some beefers, baby. Let's do this shit. And out there in Portland, Oregon, we have two ears, Zach Coleman. What's going on? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I just did a couple lines of Lions Choice seasoning. I am ready to be some beef. <laughs> and sitting to my right, we have. Oh, I don't have one up, Turd. What right up, Turd? What up, Turd? <laughs> we have Vice, Bo Geesman. What's going on, Bo? Hey, I'm just here for the uh, Beaver Street Blues. Let's get ready. <laughs> so, uh, this is our. I was figuring it out. We began this podcast in. Would you believe it? May of 2017. That long ago. So this is our seventh annual Beefer Awards. The Beefer Awards are our year-end awards. Uh, We have about, let's see. uh, Who wants a Beefer? (laughs) We have about 20 categories. Uh, So... You know, we're coming at you from beautiful St. Charles, Missouri. It is cold out here, but not as cold as it was last week. Mm-mm. It feels downright balmy. It's 46 <laughs> degrees. Um, uh, we said downright balmy. We're getting ready to kick it off. I don't know what else there is to say. There ain't it's, nothing to say. Shit. Let's do this there shit. There ain't nothing to say except. Let's get to basics, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so. The lamb, lamb for time. For the, the curtain jerker. Of the beefers, let's go to, you know, I want to start off with something big, but not one of the huge ones. Let's start off with the tag team match of the year. So the tag team match of the year, uh, what we had as our finalists, and we have votes, and we put it on Twitter. It took me a while to put it on Twitter, and I apologize for that, and I didn't put all of them on Twitter. I was trying to do it uh, during my lunch break, so, but for the Tag team match of the year. Our three finalists were Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos at WrestleMania, uh, Bullet Club Gold versus FTR on a collision, I believe, and the Young Bucks versus FTR. Zach, I'll let you go first, buddy. What do you got? Um, this might seem a little surprising. Um, I think that, uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos was just a perfect main event of a WrestleMania. 
It was historic because it was the first time a tag team match had made a minute of mania. It was a feel-good moment for the ages. And to boot, it was awesome. So that gets my vote. Uh, Jason, what is your vote for tag team match of the year? We have one vote for Sammy and KO versus the Usos. Um, and with no problem with that. It is on my list of three. Uh, but the list that I sent you was from top to bottom, and it's no disrespect to Sammy, KO, and the Usos. I think that's on the list. It has no, I have no problem with it, but I'm going to stick with what I, my knee-jerk reaction was, and I'm going FTR versus Bullet Club Gold, um, especially with Bullet Club Gold being Jay White and Juice Robinson. It's a little surprising that they mesh so well, and it goes against everything of my tag team roots that I've ever thought of, but all that being said, the barn burner that it was going all the way up to the finish, I'm going uh, FTR Bullet Club goal. So right out of the gate, we have you two guys, you two motherfuckers, good friends of mine, podcast co-hosts <laughs> for over 340 episodes. You guys going to do me like this on the very first one because I was hoping that you two would have a consensus so that I could take the other one to uh you know just for a good pod and but i didn't want i didn't well, i didn't want to say he hedged his best like a motherfucker no, sound like i didn't want to like the i didn't i didn't want to be the deciding vote okay stop stop being a bitch and come on <laughs> <laughs> they bought a couple of with <laughs> before you start acting like a bitch it is hard to say uh you know uh my you know my heart in my head are saying two different things. My head wants to say Bullet Club Gold versus FTR because um, that was surprising, and it went an hour, and it was on television, and it was uh, crazy, super fun match. Um, but uh, I got to go with Sammy and KO versus the Usos only because it was at WrestleMania. It was at the end of a very successful uh, story that they were telling uh, with Sammy and the Bloodline, and Sammy and the Bloodline are going to be brought up a lot tonight. I'm sure. Um, kind of like, you know, like Oppenheimer at the Oscars this year or something. <laughs> but, uh, like I watched or everything, uh, everything all, every, but um, because it was WrestleMania, because it lived up to expectations, because, uh, I mean, it had, you know, my favorite wrestler in it, KO, Duh. and, um, because when was the last time a tag team match headlined a night of WrestleMania? I think it was WrestleMania 2, right? Or no, WrestleMania 1. Wow. Pi- well, Piper, get out. I yeah. think I say Piper and, and uh, Orndorff. So uh, I got to give it to Sammy and KO versus the Usos. The people on Twitter. Now, this is only this hasn't even been up for 12 hours, so we might get more votes later. But as of right now, Sammy and KO with the Usos got 50% of the vote. Uh, Bullet Club Gold and versus FTR and Young Bucks versus FTR. Both tied with 25%. Okay. So that was the first beefer, but... They brought a couple beefers with them. We yeah, got, man. We got more than one. Uh, so let's just stick Let's just stick with the tag team. So the tag teams were the final four that we had. Now, I asked Zach and Jason to uh, send me their finalists. A lot of them matched up. There were a few differences. So for Twitter purposes, I kind of took a few off of both if there were a lot of discrepancies. But what we have for the tag team of the year, the final four that we came up with, and please, Zach, Jason, this is our seventh time through this. Please, 
if you want to go off and you want to talk about your runners-up, this is our show. This is our beefers. We can do whatever we want, you know? Let's get to beefing, man. <laughs> but the final that four not gonna get old <laughs> the final four that we have is uh, Sammy and K.O., uh, Bishaman, which is Yoshihashi and Hiroko Goto from New Japan, FTR, and ABC. Jason, why don't you tell the people who A- ABC is? And when I say the people, I mean, I mean me. <laughs> Uh, that would be Ace Austin and Chris Bay. They are the current uh, uh, Impact slash TNA champions, two-time champions. Uh, just recently won the titles back. Uh, pretty successful run throughout the, uh, the 2023 year, if I had to say a tag team of the year of Impact slash TNA. They would be the team, so that's why they were on my, my list of five that I have on mine. So so uh, please, why don't you tell us who your winner is and who else did you have on the list that I didn't mention? Um, I'll just go straight down my list. I have it as number one, Aussie Open, two, FTR, three is Bishamon, four is ABC, and five is uh, Damian Priest and Finn Balor. I was going to put KO and Sammy on the list. Didn't feel like they were tag team long enough to for the 2023 calendar year. That's just me. Um, I always said FTR was, you know, that team. Aussie Open is my, was going to be my team no matter what happened. I'm going to stick to the guns. But for this purpose, it will be FTR as my tag team of the year. I probably should have put Aussie Open on the top four. That was my bad. Uh, Zach, who is your tag team of the year? You know, I don't do in my head. It's it's not necessarily like PWI, which blends like kayfabe and title reigns and match quality and it's subjective uh, horoscopes and yeah. Like for me, it's just like horoscopes. Who you know? Who are the motherfuckers <laughs> that I want to tune in to watch and see? Uh, so uh, for me, it's FCR because as a tag team, they were putting on just fantastic matches with a, with a variety of different opponents. Um, they had, um, you know, the Bucks didn't have, um, they weren't, they just weren't a focus and they also weren't wrestling nearly as much, uh, in 2023, uh, and their highlight standout match of the year was against FDR. And then FDR also had banger matches with Bullet Club Gold. They had a couple of them on collision, including that 59 minute guy, um, you know, Aussie Open, all these guys. So, um, it's FDR because I'm looking at, Got a work rate match quality, and and that's what I got for for tag team for runners up. I had Sami Zayn and KO just because of the the big impact. But yeah, like Jason said, it was a short short uh, time. I feel like they broke them up before they really should have. But they had the big WrestleMania moment, and then Bishamon because they were just uh, they were absolutely the tag team of the year in Japan. But um, yeah, that's the all for me. Uh, another another pretty tough one. Um... I, too, have it between FTR and Sammy and KO. Um, both you guys took FTR? No, you took Aussie Open. <coughs> For the list that you have, it, it would go, It would be FTR. But, but your beefer is the Aussie Open. I mean, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. So, um, shit. I mean, I got to say Sammy and KO because not only did they win at WrestleMania in the tag team match of the year, the beefer award winner. <laughs> Tag team match of the year. They uh, they also he just renamed the shit right here. <laughs> they also <laughs> they also ran they also uh, ran Raw for about five months after that. They held the belts for a long time, and Raw was based on them. And Raw got good. Um, now you can 
say that's Triple H. You can say that's lack of Vince. You can say it's all sorts of things. But uh, I would say it's a, a combination of a bunch of it's shit. It's a combination of all of them, and Sammy and KO were a huge part of that. Um, uh, so I got to go with Sammy and KO. So that is a three-way tie for the beefer. You know what that means. Vice, you're well, the tiebreaker. Well, the you people, know, the people have Bishamon and FTR tied at 33%, Sammy and KO and ABC both at 17%. Oh, damn. Well, I I think the tiebreaker is when uh, Imperium actually came came up from NXT and KO is walking around the backstage and he goes, when everybody get henchmen? <laughs> <laughs> so that is a vote for Sami Zayn and KO. Sami Zayn and KO. <laughs> running. There we go. Running it. They are your they tag team match of the year and your tag team of the year. That's great. Let's get to beefing, man. <laughs> That's great. When everybody get henchmen. <laughs> They brought a couple beefers with them. This is the beefer. So, next up, uh, we are going to go with title change of the year. The finalists for title change of the year was a late entry. We have Joe over MJF. We have Sonata over Okada. EO Sky cashing in on Bianca Belair. And Rhea over Charlotte at WrestleMania. The people... Surprised me here, but uh, I'll go first here. I'm going to say Sonata over Okada to me isn't even that. I mean, to me, that's a bad one. That's a bad title change of the year. That's just the one worst title change of the year. I am taking because it is probably his biggest title uh, that he's ever held and because he's a lifer and because it doesn't seem like a lifetime achievement award or anything because he is still as good as he's ever been. I'm going to take Samoa Joe over MJF. Jason, who you got? Damn, damn. <laughs> That's funny. It's not funny, but uh, I do have it on the list, but it's not my pick. Um, I'm going EO over Bianca. Uh, for me, this was at least a signal of a change where in a scenario five, ten years ago, this wouldn't even have been a thought process when EO Sky came up from NXT. I didn't have a lot of hopes for her being a champion, just, you know, maybe another spot monkey where, you know, we saw her jumping off the Ooh. top of the cage. No, oh, look, under Vince, shit, under Vince, yeah. I can see her jumping off the top of everything with a trash can on her head under Triple H. She, she became the, She jumped off the champ, off that top of the cage as on the, with the trash can as the World Heavyweight Champion. That's, <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay. So, I mean, you, you, you can do all that crazy shit you want to. There is you a, do, it, do it as the champion. There's it's a, totally different. There's a huge difference between the two. Okay. I, I grant you that. Huge pop, huge moment, right place, right opponent to go over. EO Sky gets my vote over I Bianca Bell. I love Bella. it. Uh, Zach, who you got for the title change of the year? Uh, just to add a little drama to it, uh, I'll, I'll couple couple that I had that I really uh, liked. I had Christian Cage over Luchasaurus because, my God, <laughs> we saw that coming. And also, I mean, me we don't have a heel back. of the year. Yeah, we don't have a heel of the year. But um, I think we could all you know, agree it would be Christian Cage if we had heel of the year. Yeah. yeah, and that's uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's run away. <laughs> that's Don't a, even trip, that's, that's a Cecil B. DeMille award. <laughs> we, we could name the award after him. <laughs> it's like Kennedy Center Honors. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I put uh, a, I put a few um, 
like I had reason to bias on a few, but I even like looked at like the title history of like all the major titles and the major promotions. And, How did that um, change? I, there wasn't a lot of change because that seems to be the trend now. Um, Seth, but also, Seth didn't uh, win it off of anybody. He just won it. Won it, and he's still still the guy. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I really liked the Logan Paul over Rey Mysterio. I think that putting I called that and like putting a title belt on Logan Paul is just phenomenal stuff. Uh, that's some, that guy gets it. But uh, really, uh, it seems like reason to be biased. But I think the most impactful. I don't think a lot of people were expecting it, at least until the Players' Tribune article came out, um, was uh, Samoa Joe going over MJF. Um, they brought a Joe's couple beefers with him. And he's, you know, like or like uh, Bill said, it's not a Lifetime Achievement Award. He's a top guy in a top promotion. He's got a top belt. And uh, he's got guys coming after him, and he's going to put on dope matches and dope promos. And he showed us that on Wednesday. And um, I thought this was very cool. Uh, I believe that both of you had Sonata over Okada on your list. I did. Um, a little surprising. I did not. A little surprising. Um, uh, Jason, why don't you go tell us, walk us through your thought process on nominating Sonata versus Okada. I'm not talking about post-Sonata reign, okay? I'm talking about the match itself. Not the moment a, was cool. The moment was cool. The build was cool. He, he turned, not even turned on Naito, but basically left Lij to go with this new faction that was basically a joke of a name. Just four guys it became just five guys. I mean, it was still kind of a burger joint up until the point where Sonata won the fucking title, and then all of a sudden you got to at least start taking this shit a little more seriously. And it's not like he beat you know a a weak quote unquote you know IWGP heavyweight champion. He beat arguably one of the best in the business. So you know I'm not talking about Jack Perry bullshit. I'm talking about right there. Right then, in that moment, I'm not saying it was, it's my beef, or clearly it's not, but for that moment, shit. Can't tell me nothing. Jack Perry eating his fruit roll-up somewhere, <laughs> just catching strays. <laughs> What's this PFR? Try, trying to figure out how to open his Capri Sun, just fucking man, catching bullets in bed with his Tony box. Anna, can you open this? Oh, shit. My hands. So, uh, Joe winning over MJF with a late entry. He is your beefer for title change of the year. This is the beefer. So, uh, up next, we are going to go with the <laughs> under underrated, the Chad Gable underrated wrestler of the year award uh, with your finalists. Chad Gable. <laughs> Daniel Garcia. That's amazing. Titus Alexander. And other, please comment. I didn't see. Oh. Here is uh, we have a uh, vote for ZSJ. We have a second vote for ZSJ, and then High Five Tom posted from his other account to vote for ZSJ again. So he was uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, who. So Zach Saber Jr. has three votes. So Jason, who do you got? Jesus that, like, Christ! Tweeted from my Kenmore Smart Fridge. <laughs> Well, High Five Times says, sorry, I posted this twice. So I don't know if he's one of those other accounts or if he posted it and then deleted one of them. So we'll say ZSJ has two. Two votes. Okay, completely fair. Um, 
I, I like ZSJ, obviously. I love ZSJ. I, oh, yeah. My pick was Tyus Alexander just for the simple fact that we, you haven't seen a lot of him on anything major, not WWE, maybe a couple of AEW matches, you know, nothing of the big shows, big promotions, impact, whatever, yada, yada, yada. I came across from, on this guy, somebody slid a match of him into uh, my Twitter DMs. Uh, he was a, I can't remember the name of the promotion, but anyway, long story short, dude's got like a, a boatload of town. He's over in Noah right now. He's getting ready to probably wrestle for their second highest title in Noah in a couple of weeks. So yeah, that's a guy that to me is not somebody that you really have heard of, but I think it's on the upswing. I'm not expecting him to win this shit, but we said underrated. So that, to me, is underrated. I love the pick. They brought a couple beefers with them. Zach, who you got? <laughs> <laughs> that ain't getting no I feel either. like uh, I'm avoiding voting for Chad Gable because uh, it's, his, it's his award. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like because – and he even – I mean, I wouldn't even be mad about it this year because he had that run where he it looked like he could be thrown Gunther and then they just kind of – fizzled out um but we have this uh, conversation gonna... every year zach like what does underrated mean does it mean not booked well does it mean not used well does it mean not talked about enough this is these are all subjective things right and i for me i feel like it is um you could have like somebody who is booked well and who people think is good and i still don't think that people re- understand how good this person is Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've, I've used like Nick Jackson as that example. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I think Nick Jackson's underrated. Uh, half of the best tag team of all time. Still, people Bill. don't realize how goddamn good that guy yeah, is. Bill can't still uh, now can't tell him apart again. That, oh, like, I really as can't. soon as they came out with those two mustaches, like son of a bitch. Now I'm to get the I fucking think Facebook Nick got hair plugs Fuck. too. <laughs> I think, probably that's probably why they took time off. Yeah, I know. I think their hairline's the same. You couldn't tell behind those fucking Samuel Jackson hats, though. <laughs> yeah, but hey, hey, you just think of like LeBron James. I mean, uh-uh. how, I know they got LeBron James hair hairline. It would be nice to – those look like two guys I'd like to play golf with. Man, <laughs> they look like a couple of ball You're villains. terrible golf. I mean, where do we like from the – Who cares? From we the have so much fun, movie, though. black and white bullshit. They got this, you know, the old villain mustache and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? You guys left and came back looking like this shit? Y'all out your damn mind. This better be a good-ass retirement match. 99 shots on the front nine, fucking key bumps on the back. You know what I mean? <laughs> those guys don't even Those guys don't even drink, like, they drink Diet Coke. So that's like the extent of their, their party. And so, um, Who do you got, Zach? <laughs> uh, I picked uh, Daniel, Daniel Garcia. Say it till now. Just because, that's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Garcia in the Continental Classic looked really good. He was there, you know, to take some losses, but he still ended up looking good uh, at the end of the tournament. I do think that he is underrated because I think Daniel Garcia is top guy material. Now, he's not quite there yet with, like, the mic work and, like, the promo stuff, but he's got the confidence. He's got the ability in ring, and uh, I think – you know, he can carry himself like a star. Um, I, I think Daniel Garcia is underrated. So, um, as I just said, underrated is subjective. It can mean a lot of things. What it can't mean 
is a top spot on a major promotion, about 20 successful title defenses, match of the year candidates, and fighting Daniel Bryan at fucking pay-per-views. <laughs> this is why I love when people on Twitter vote, because I can fucking roast you for being marked. <laughs> Zack Sabre Jr. is underrated. <laughs> Everybody considers him to be one of the best wrestlers in the world. Get out of here. This is the beefers. Go, this is go, the beefers, go, goddammit. Look, I love ZSJ like nobody's business. This motherfucker, as far as I'm concerned, it, 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 he should be on. If I didn't do it like the way I did it where I did, you know, everybody got a promotion as a, a fill-in-the-blank category, ZSJ is on the list of wrestler of the year, yeah. at least on the top five. You just want to go. Hey, just, thanks for listening, and thanks for voting, though. Like, Listen, share, <laughs> subscribe, repeat. You ain't shit. Um, you know, uh, Mark Mark Zuckerberg is an underrated businessman. Uh-uh, yeah, exactly. Stop. <laughs> so, um, stop. Uh, the so I am going to vote, and I am motherfuckers ain't shit. Man, it's tough. Ass to, motherfuckers to vote. Come in. Tough and to just say get, here. Oh, I am going to vote for. You and shrapnel because we're here. I'm going to agree with the people here who have. Chad Gable with 50% of the vote. <laughs> I'm going Chad Gable. Of course you and are. And I'm declaring the tiebreaker right now. It's Chad Gable because it's the Chad Gable Underrated Wrestler of the Year Award. This is the beefers. We walked right this into that one. This is the beefers. <laughs> we walked right into that one. Idiot. All right. Idiot. Now let's have, now let's have a little fun. Let's run down some motherfuckers. Ooh, let's there. have more fun. Uh, so we got the Overrated Wrestler of the Year. Um, this could invite some real fun things, but we went with the chalk, uh, punk in theory. Uh, I think we're the only two that you guys offered me. I think maybe I, I'll put Tony Khan on the list. Oh yeah, that's right. You put Tony Khan. <laughs> I was like, man, is TK some wrestler and some mm-hmm. promotion I've never nope. heard of before? Nope. Or, something? or is he mean Tony Khan? So Jason, why don't you tell us what you mean by Tony Khan? Oh, yeah, I apologize. This is overrated wrestler of the year, Tony Khan. Look. It's a 0-0 zero zero record. I don't give a fuck what kind of record he is, okay? As far as I'm concerned, in this scenario, for all that – and don't get me wrong, AEW is a, a great organization in the sense where it has brought competition back to WWE. The AEW has made WWE raise its level – and other promotions the same way. However, as I've said multiple times on this podcast before, and I'm probably going to say it on episode 343 as we go back to AEW, Tony Khan gets a lot of credit for things he, des- he deserves to get, okay? This MJF heel-to-face heel turn run, it has been, it was done so very well that even I was like, no, this is not going to last, this is not going to last. And all of a sudden, he's like, damn, he's a straight-up legitimate heel or straight-up legitimate face. But there's so much shit. Okay, example. Santana and Ortiz had a, um, they had a little feud going on, all basically on Rampage, and then they had the, the match between the two, and then you ain't seen these two motherfuckers since. Okay, Santana's fucking the, the House of Glory champion at this point, and Ortiz barely can get on TV. Can I ask you a question, Jason? Sure. Much in the same vein as ZSJ, how can ZSJ be underrated if he wins a whole lot and uh, gets to fight maybe the best wrestler in the world, Brian Danielson? How can Tony Khan 
be overrated if he's spent an entire year just eating tons of shit from everybody all the time about his booking, about how he runs his business, about <laughs> saying that he feared for his life uh, when Owen to CM Punk in the UFC was back there. He feared for his life. How can you say that Tony, Kane, Tony Khan is overrated if everybody hated him all year? I would say that Tony Khan had a shit year. Oh no! Not I think you could over exaggerate when you say everybody hated him. There are still some Tony Khan fans that are out there, hardcore, just diehard Tony Khan fans. There are diehard Tony, but they're fans. I mean, shit, you know that's it's short for fanatical. So they're going to go out with the shit, whether they you like it or not. Okay, that's just who they are. Okay, I'm sorry, and I will continue to say this. This has been he is a great matchmaker. The the booking storytelling. I'll just be nice and say it's inconsistent as bets. It's not Booker of the Year every fucking year. There's times where he gets it, but they there's times where he fucking misses it too. I keep trying to find the list. Let's get the beef in, man. Okay, that's the one I got to hit. Sorry. No, I love it. Let's get the beef in. So who's your vote for? Tony, Tony Khan? Khan? Shit. Oh, fuck yeah. Let's get the beef in, man. Uh, <laughs> shit. Zach, who is your overrated wrestler of the year? Um, I think it was the sound guy uh, on WrestleMania. Um, also not a wrestler. Uh, no, it was uh, for me. It's CM Punk, man. Uh, it's just CM Punk. Uh, needle mover. Um, everybody talks about him all the time, and um, he does that thing where he gets people to give a shit about what he says and what he's doing. Um, and I mean that is what the business is about. Um, but I don't know. He just he ain't athletic. He doesn't put on, like, incredibly dynamic matches. All of the shit that we talk about with him is just him being a fucking cocksucker all the time. So, like, I think he's an overrated wrestler. So on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being, like, the, the piss, the pissivity, how mad are you going to be if Punk wins the Royal Rumble? I'm not gonna be mad. I just think he's overrated. Um, I just think people care about Punk way more than they should. Um, maybe including me sometimes. Like we talk about him all the time. Yeah. Uh, this was the year that we tried to say we'll never say his name again. <laughs> we thought we got rid of him. God damn it! <laughs> I know. <laughs> we thought we were clear. <laughs> Um, I threw L.A. Knight on the list because I really – I don't spend as much time on wrestling Twitter as I used to, but I thought there were a lot of L.A. Knight haters out there. Uh, he's got 9%. Theory has 36%. And the winner is, I mean, the only winner that there could be. It is John Cena. No, I'm kidding. It's uh, CM Punk. Uh, for all the same reasons that uh, – for all the same reasons that Zach said. Um, John Cena lifted weights. Oh, shit. It's Fuck, fuck him. What, in his neon green shorts? <laughs> uh, uh, on, the, on the Hems commercial? <laughs> it can only be Punk. <laughs> um, and Punk had some good matches. But, man, <clears throat> now nah, he's got some fanatics out there. Anyway, yes. that is CM Punk, and that'll bring us to our what's, next. What's worse? What's worse, uh, Sasha fans or Punk fans? Ooh, Damn. What was the first one you said? Sasha Banks fans or punk fans? Yeah. Oh, it's punk fans. Punk fans are insufferable, man. Like to to like a like that it really is like a cult of personality. It's like fucking Trumpers. 
Like they fucking they he can do no wrong with them. Mm. Even even though all the evidence points to him being a complete buffoon and mm. total prick. Mm. Well, they, well, they ride or die with him. Well, well. Hey Zach, you're not here, so you have no idea how animated Bill is right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. He's he got could, a rock and a little bit. I'm, I'm serious. He could he could easily push a fucking car eight blocks right now. <laughs> let's get the beefing, man. Yeah, let's get the beefing, baby. <laughs> He's getting a beefer. They brought a couple beefers with him. Let's do it. Damn right we did. All right, so uh, we have the turn of the year, which is the MJF face turn. The Nakamura Nakamura heel turn, or the Sami Zayn face turn. Jason, you go ahead and go first. Um, all th- three really good choices. Uh, this was probably one of the hardest for me to uh, come up with because it was, you know, there wasn't a lot of really impactful turns that I could think of. But of the list, these are three that uh, that I would have no problem being the finalist for. That all that being said, um, I already said it. So I'm gonna stick to it. Nakamura was was very very intriguing, just because his turn led to some really good matches and some really good moments. But for me, it's it's still MJF because I, for me, I never thought in a trillion years that if you'd have told me that this was gonna happen at the start of the year, I'd have laughed in your fucking face. There's no goddamn way that MJF would be a a, a face that everybody would ultimately except as such by the end of the year you see an MJF pleading to not hit Adam Cole that just that was the twilight zone bizarro world all rolled up into one so as far as I'm concerned those the other two are, are really excellent choices no problem with that whatsoever but I'm going with the MJF ultimately face turn as my beefer let's get to beefing man who you got Zach yeah, I uh, really enjoyed the Sammy face turn, uh, Set Royal Rumble, but he was making the bloodline so likable and he was already so likable that it was just kind of more of a markout moment than an actual like turn, even though it was a turn. Uh, very good. Um, it's got to be MJF because, I mean, meeting MJF in person, in character, and then like you just be like, hey, he's going to be like the top baby face in all of wrestling. You're like, yeah, right. <laughs> we gonna beat his uh, ass. And we talked about him, you know, he's been like best heel, you know, every every single year um, since he's been in AEW. Uh, he's just kind of made for it. And for him to be able to play the role of face and to, to get fans invested in stupid shit like kangaroo kicks. Um, oh, horrible, and, but you he know, got it over. I mean, he got he got the kangaroo kick and he got the double clothesline over as a finisher. <laughs> Uh, it does the like headlock takeover just uh, so wild. Um, it was great, and also I think uh, the way that he cemented it in that promo on Dynamite with like talking about his dyslexia and his his ADHD and the and bullying, you know, the kind of um, even before we had all the uh, um, you know the not the Gaza Strip, but particularly uh, peaceful uh, in our modern history, but. Before we had like the current the current conflict and doing the the stuff where he was getting bullied and you know with the quarters and the pick him up Jew boy pick him up all that stuff really um, that deeply personal stuff that we saw kind of last year with Regal really helped turn him into a sympathetic character 
and uh, yeah, he's really he's really got it. Um, top star, top thing. It really kind of made. He's now twenty five, and he's uh, he's like an all timer already. Few things to say about the three here. Uh, the first thing I'll say about the Sami Zayn face turn, I had the uh, I went. I think I talked about last week where I went back and listened to last year's Beavers just to see how we did it, see how it went, and shit like that. And uh, also, to, it's a pretty fun trip down memory lane. I'd like to find them all. I'd like to listen to our very first one. I wonder what it was. We probably oof. talked about Brock Lesnar a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, but on that episode, uh, we we have a conversation about Sami Zayn. And, like, we all agree. All three of us are like, well, he's a face in a heel faction. Like, he was he was over as a face at the turn of the year last year. Um, yeah, Nakamura heel. We've seen it before. It's on the list because how well they did it. They mm-hmm. like this Nakamura heel turn. Uh, they made him a believable contender real quick. They heated him up real quick. <clears throat> MJF face. You know, we also used to, or I used to talk about how like, I, man, he's going to be an over face someday. He did say, but that. just because I saw it coming doesn't mean uh, that it was still kind of remarkable to watch like it play out in real time in front of you. Like it was pretty seamless, pretty seamless. And, uh, that's why he calls himself a generational talent because he actually might be. So I am also voting for the MJF face turn. That is your beefer of the year. This is the beefer. So pay-per-view of the year. You guys are going to have to do a little reminding for me here. Uh, but we have WrestleMania night one. Uh, we have all in, which I uh, got 0% of the vote on Twitter. I'll just, spoiler alert, we have AEW Revolution and NJPW Dominion. P- please feel free to throw in any ones that I left off. Zach, what you got? Oh, man, this is tough because, um, you know, it's really, for me, it's between two. Um, it's uh, Mania Night 1 was so fantastic. Uh, topped off with that um, that fantastic tag match. Um, but looking at the Revolution 23, whenever I look at that card, you know, it started out a little, you know, okay. It was, uh, Mickey Stark, Chris Jericho, fine, um, serviceable. But then it got, uh, Jungle Boy defeated Christian Cage in that burial match, which is actually like pretty hype. And then we had a six man tag with House of Black and the Elite, which is even more hype. Um, we had Jamie Hayter, um, beat Soraya, um, and she became like, uh, or she was the, the AW champion, which was, which was pretty dope. Um, and, uh, Soraya and Ruby. So then we had Adam Page and John Moxley in a Texas death match. Uh, Wardlow Man. beat Samoa Joe. And then we had, uh, a four way tag team match. The Guns, the Acclaimed, Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, and Orange Cassidy, Dan Housen. I don't even remember that. Uh, but then we had MJF. I do. We shit on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, just reading it sounds really bad. Yeah. Um, but uh, then we had MJF and Danielson in the best Iron Man match in history. So, um, you know, All In was fantastic, but it was kind of more of a spectacle. And they had that thing where they had All In and All Out. So it was kind of like um, a super card that was split up. And there was also like some injury stuff. But. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with revolution, um, just because of the pure wrestling. I mean, mania is such a spectacle 
and it was a fantastic WrestleMania, like one for the ages. Um, but I'll give a little bit of an underdog vote to uh, to Revolution for the for the pure match quality. So, um, did WrestleMania Night One also have Dom and Ray? I believe so. Let's yes. look. Let's look here. I can pull it up because uh, it was WrestleMania Thirty Nine. Right. So I don't know. Um that revolution card, like I remember it and that Yeah, I don't know. Fuck. Uh Wrestle Kingdom last year was really good too. Like it wasn't nearly as good as this year though, whenever I looked at it. Um yeah. the, it, the I mean it had like that phenomenal match. It was probably the best match of the year. Spoiler alert, we'll get to it. But uh the rest of the card was um uh, kind of yeah, okay. yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, you're right. It was just kind of okay. It did have that match though, and uh, so I. What else? Sorry, I didn't do my homework on this one. I will go with. Uh, I'll go with two years in a row. WrestleMania Night One. In fact, next year we're going to call that award the WrestleMania Pay Per View of the Year. <laughs> Good Lord, <laughs> Jesus! No, 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 we're really not. <laughs> You think we'll lose our wrestling All gangster right. card cards? Not not even that. It's just I refuse you, to you do that. You think you have them? Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. I Ray actually and, watched. Ray and Dom was night one of uh, WrestleMania this year. And so was Rhea and Charlotte too, right? Yes. Nah, that's yep. what I'm going with. I'm going with WrestleMania night one. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, in, that's, in no that's order. three bangers. KO, Sammy, and the Usos closed the show. Uh, if you're the Pat McAfee kind of crowd, Pat McAfee be- beat the Miz, Rhea over Charlotte, Ray over Dom, uh, Lita, Trish, and Seth Becky. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, I was getting to that. Seth Rollins over Logan Paul. So, I mean, you you had some bangers just on that alone. A couple of dip matches, uh, bathroom break, uh, probably the big ladies match, and the Viking Raiders versus Alpha Academy. But overall, I think you had that. Curtain Jerker was Austin Theory versus uh, John Cena. So, even though Bill hates John Cena, it still adds a little bit of depth to the card itself. That's so right. I'm going to WrestleMania night one at, to get my beef of the year. Or be for four uh, bet pay per view of the year. What a shocker! WrestleMania wins the WrestleMania beefer. The WrestleMania <laughs> hey award. Hey man, you just ain't gonna keep renaming for, shit, motherfucker. Pay per view of the year. <laughs> this is the beefer. Okay, so we're moving on to the feud slash angle of the year. Uh, as always, please feel free to add some others. But uh, we have Swerve and Hangman, MGF and Cole, Sammy and the Bloodline. Or the Dom heel run. Those are chalk picks. I'm sure there's some fun ones underneath there. Zach, you go ahead and go first. Um, you know, uh, this is the best feud angle of the year. Yes, sir. Overall, Swerve Hangman, because of match quality, and also just it elevated, um, it basically gave rise to a superstar. Um and there was some really meme-worthy shit in both of those. Hangman had a phenomenal promo where he said that he was going to uh, walk his son by Swerve's grave and they would just take a piss on it every year. It was like an anniversary. It also gave birth to the What Up Turd. Um, <laughs> gave birth to uh, Swerve. Or Hangman, Hangman. Kicking over uh, skillets. Yeah, kicking over skillets. Just uh, my... The home invasion. Hangman drinking Swerve's blood. So all that all that makes well, uh, wasn't uh, Nana eating blueberries or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. man, y'all 
motherfuckers deserve to get caught. Man, if we had segment of the year, that would be segment oh of the year. <laughs> That's just the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, so you're going Swerve Hangman. Um, I'll go yeah, with that. I'll- I will say real quick, real quick, that my honorable mention here that wasn't wasn't listed was uh, the entire year of Orange Cassidy International title defenses and just him being con- continually worn down. Mm. And then you're, you're like, oh, this yeah. is the week. I can I can see this person actually beating him, and then he just he ekes out, and then he did the whole thing with Mox, which was phenomenal. I, I, um, I so have no problem. That's my runner-up. I have no problem with that. Uh, I'll go next. I don't know how we can um, how we can give it to anything except for Sami Zayn and the Bloodline here, considering when it was happening, and shortly thereafter we were like, well, this is the best story that's ever been told in wrestling. That's what people were saying. They were saying hyperbolic shit like that. We were saying hyperbolic shit like that. Sammy and the bloodline has to be the angle of the year. Just a perfectly told, well-timed story. If you, re- if you think about it, the bloodline story didn't really crack at all until SummerSlam. So that means they Summer, But then it fell off a fucking cliff, which is probably why I didn't even think about it. Because you're right. It was fantastic. Uh, you're, you're 100% right. And it, it didn't just jump the shark so bad that I was just like, I forgot how good it was. So, yeah, I agree. You're right. Jason, who you got? Come on now. I've been tooting this motherfucker's horn all year long, and it's not going to stop here. Yeah, I will give you Sammy and the Bloodline. Amazing storyline. Captivating all year long. But at a certain point, a lot of people started started to jump the shark, and there's a certain little guy that – Everybody, all of us were raving about his, at least his entrance at WrestleMania, his performance against his father, his run up to this point has just been, any place this motherfucker has gone has been getting booed out the building. That is one Dominic Mysterio, ladies and gentlemen. Dominic Mysterio is not going to win the uh, world championship anytime soon, nor do I want him to do so. I want him to nicely slow and climb up and be one of the long-term villains, heels, whatever you want to call him, for the next two to five years. This is an amazing start. If you just once again said Dominic Mysterio would have been one of the best heels in WWE this time last year, we'd have looked at you crazy. And all of a sudden, he's one of the top heels in the company, like it or not. I'm taking Don Mysterio as my B for the year for heel run of the year, well, best turn of the year, whatever you want to call it. This is feud or angle of the year. Uh, so Dominic, I thought run. you were giving it to Sammy in the bloodline. No. You're giving it to Dominic? Yes. Okay. Tiebreaker. Well, the people have Sammy in the bloodline at 45%. They have the Dom Hill run at 28% and Swerve Hangman 27%. Uh, the actual winner for Angle of the Year is Kurt Angle because it is <laughs> named after him. So congratulations, <laughs> congratulations to Kurt Angle. It's true. It be, no, it's it's true. It's damn it's true. Damn true. It's, if you're going to do that, it should be like the Big Show uh, the turn of the year. Big, it, actually, that's pretty good. Yeah, the, the Big Show Sammy Guevara turn of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're going to keep naming some shit. Let's get, uh, put, some, put some shit on it. Right. It, it was an incredible year for wrestling because all three of those are good votes as far as I'm concerned. But we will give it to the people now uh, with Sammy and the Bloodline coming in first. So congratulations to Sammy once again for his third beefer so far. Sammy's Might had this, security to get Sammy, out this motherfucker yeah, No, He's like Titanic. He's going to take one of those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> just a whole, just like, like. 
like fucking James Cameron holding all the Oscars, but Sami Zayn holding all the beefers, which are, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> my God. That is great. We have to design what a beefer <laughs> looks, looks like. like. Yeah, we did. That would be the next fucking it's like, Photoshop that it would have to happen. It's like roast beef sandwiches and pre-rolls. <laughs> this is the beefer. Uh, the worst feud angle of the year. We have... Uh, the Outcasts versus the Originals, Wardlow versus Arn, uh, MJ, MJF versus the Devil. It's a controversial entry on there, and uh, Omos free agency. Jason, I'll let you go first. Um, even there's just so many I have that even one that's even above that that wasn't on the list. So I'll, I'll go with the one that is on the list that uh, I did vote for. When Omos was named as a free agent in the WWE draft, I remember you two jokers was like, you're, you're Omos Sapiens. You Omos Sapiens. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, <laughs> you motherfuckers was running that shit into the ground to the point where I was like, this doesn't even make any fucking sense. He so can't even say anything. No. It's like it's like a osmosis gumbo. <laughs> it was, where is A, where is he at now? B, Omos like I said, Gumbo. Like I said, you knew how this was going to end up playing itself out. He's nowhere to be found. How can you not tell me this is the not the worst angle ever? They made it up like, oh, he could show up anywhere and anything could happen. He had two matches after that. And you ain't seen that joke since. Fuck that. Apparently oh, he's working house shows. Oh, yeah, house shows my ass. He, he working the you know, well, fucking large fry. fry yeah, the large fry and, you know. They got one of those double-decker fries. <laughs> <laughs> he hunched up. Double deck or nothing. Shit, he hunched over, man. Shit, fuck that. Omar's making eight sets of wings. <laughs> uh, who you got, Zach? This is just for me. <laughs> um, the only me. one that I considered that was not on that list, uh, just five guys versus House of Torture, uh, was abysmal. Yeah. Um, e- even by House of Torture standards. But uh, for me, it's absolutely Outcast versus Originals. It dragged everybody down it it dragged an entire division down that was already pretty low um it it was terrible man you guys both tell when he's telling lies you guys you guys both make some very very compelling arguments uh fuck uh you know what could have been added on the feud angle of the year is uh carmelo and trick williams but um i forgot to mention that um oh, well on on best right on best okay yes. yeah okay. yeah i mean that whole angle that's been going on for a while yeah um but uh there's actually no nxt representation on this uh but as i said both of you guys make compelling uh arguments um uh, you know, I am an Omas Sapien. I am a, you know, wrestling is no Mas McGumbo. Uh, but no, I'll go Outcast Originals. That shit was terrible, man. <laughs> that shit had me fast forward. At least I'm watching Omas. That motherfucker big. Just don't get a ta- just don't get a tattoo. Look how are big you all, he is. Just don't get a tattoo, or you won't get you won't get a present for Christmas. Not that year. <laughs> Not that year. You think it's basin, man? The originals is good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's move down the list. Okay, let's go with uh, the women's match of the year. We have uh, Mercedes Monet and Kyrie Sane, Willow versus Athena, Becky and Trish in the cage match. Was that Kate or was that Hell in a Cell? 
That wasn't Hell in a Cell, was it? No, it was a, I believe it was a cage match on Raw, but don't quote it, me on that. No, it was a cage match on Payback, and then there's yeah. the no, the no holds barred like weapons match on No Mercy. Uh, so we have Becky and Trish at No Mercy, and then we have Rhea and Charlotte at Mania. I'll go first here. It's uh, Rhea and Charlotte at Mania, arguably the best match of the weekend, um, arguably the best match of that night. Uh, it is my women's match of the year. Uh, that match ruled. The only thing that takes it down an est- estimation for me is that Charlotte lost, but then she smiled like she knew she had just had a great match, and I just – she just no-sold the end, which I didn't like. But that still is my match of the year. Who you got, Jason? Uh, wow. It, it is on my list. It's two out of three are on, my, on the list. Um, do I want to be contrarian? Do I want to just take the L on this one? I'll take the L on this one. Um, the only other option I would say that would be at least somewhat comparable but ultimately, it was a, a, a different result. The champion retained, and that would be Willow and Athena. Um, this is probably the high point for Willow all year long for 2023. And Athena, this is just basically a another notch on the belt, another opponent defeated on the way to a year-long title run plus. So in that scenario... I will give it to Rhea and Charlotte. It basically elevated Rhea Ripley into the platform that she is right now. You look at her different. She feels different. She is different for that matter. This was It wasn't just a match where uh, she just beat Charlotte and, you know, it was a kind of a clunky kind of a match or whatever. These two have good chemistry with each other. And hopefully when Charlotte comes back, we'll see it again at some later point down the line. But for me, this is how you make a star with Charlotte Flair. And there's very few people that I can say that she's done that with. Sasha Banks is one. Bailey might be on this list, but for sure, Rhea Ripley was elevated on this match alone. It was a year in the making. She lost round one. She won round two, and she hasn't been the same since, and that's a good thing. They brought a couple beefers with them. Who you got, Zach? Uh, I absolutely have Rhea versus Charlotte. Um, This category actually upset me because it made me realize that I did not watch a single stardom match all year. Unprofessional Um, bullshit. (laughs) There's just uh, there's too much goddamn wrestling, man. We gotta watch Collision and Dynamite. We gotta watch now Raw and SmackDown are good. I used to never watch that shit. Now they're good, and I gotta watch them. Too much. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a tough problem to have, goddamn. It's so much wrestling. I know. Let's get to beefing, man. Uh, so let's <laughs> go with the – so Rhea and Charlotte in the landslide, right? Yeah, I was going to say it's yeah. I just rewatched it the other day, too, and it was awesome. They went out there and they wrestled the main event. They're like, all right, well, we're not the main event, which made sense because, I mean, the same in KO and the Uso storyline was, like, so central to the company. Of course they're going to main event. But um, they they those ladies wrestled a main event match that would have been women's match of the year or match of the year like in any promotion and a variety of time time zones and timelines. I mean, so it was great. All right, uh, let's move on to the women's wrestler of the year. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Rhea and Charlotte was far and away the winner uh, on Twitter, also with eighty percent of the vote. The women's wrestler of the year we have Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, Athena, and Julia. Zach, go ahead and go first. Who is your women's wrestler of the year? 
Uh, for me, it was Rhea. She had that fantastic match at WrestleMania. She had the the rise to it. Um, you know, she earned that uh, win in the Royal Rumble. Um, just an absolutely dominant year uh, before and after um, the the title win. She's pretty much the de facto leader of um, a faction that is given the most TV time on the A show of the uh, number one promotion in the world. And uh, I just think she's had an absolutely banner year. So it's real. Who you got, Jason? This is the hill I'm going to die on this one. This, this To me, this is Athena, and I've been saying it pretty much around the middle of the year, trumping it all the way through. She's ran the, the whole year as champion, probably going to go through as champion going into – well, she is champion now. So, I mean, like I said, this is over 365-plus days. Granted, you don't see a lot of her, but when you do see her, she puts on good matches. I don't think that there's – a the only knock that you can say is Athena is that you have to seek out Ring of Honor to do so. And if that's the case, then, you know, shame on you because if you don't want to watch good wrestling, that's that's on you. That's not on me. For me, I think it's real Ripley is an amazing choice, and I'm not knocking that shit by any stretch of the imagination. I don't expect Athena to win, but if you put me at gunpoint to make me choose, it's Athena. I mean, I think uh, the point I was hoping that Zach wasn't going to make so I could – sound smart when I said it, was that Rhea is, the like he said, the de facto leader of Judgment Day, and Judgment Day have had a tremendous year. They are big time. They are the main story on Raw. So for that reason, and then you add on that she's completely made. Uh, she is one of the most dominant champions the women's division has had. Like even Charlotte, who won it all the time, Lost it all the time because she has so many title reigns. Rhea, it's like, well, who the fuck is going to beat her? Because right now the only person I can think of beating her uh, with the current uh, current roster, healthy roster that they have, is Bianca. I mean, that's it. So uh, the beefer goes to Rhea Ripley. Let's get to beefing, man. So um, we're going to do uh, matches of the year. Zach went the extra mile and separated it out into WWE match of the year, AEW match of the year, NJPW match of the year, and other match of the year. Now, that's a guy who does his homework. Um, so uh, so let's we'll, – but before we do that – well, actually, we'll do men's match of the year, which is the only one I put on Twitter – uh, last. So, AEW match of the year. These are Zach's finalists. Throw in anything else you want, but we have Osprey versus Omega at Forbidden Door. We have MJF versus Danielson, the Iron Man at Revolution, and Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. at Wrestle Dream. So, those are Zach's final three. Mm. What are you picking, Jason? Shit. You dirty motherfucker. Uh, well, it because it's on my list and it's my my choice as the the male men's wrestling uh, match of the year overall. I'm going with uh, the Osprey Omega Forbidden Door match too. It's a it's one of the wildest rides that I remember of 2023, and I've watched a lot of goddamn wrestling, but that motherfucker was from start to finish. One of the best matches I've seen. It I was already invested coming in. Ever it, it, it drug me in more so, which I didn't think was humanly possible. So many false finishes, so many you know cringe moments where I was like, I, "Oh my god, I think he just killed Kenny." Um, it was it's it was the one of the best matches of the year. It was one of the best matches I've ever seen. For me, 
I don't care, regardless of promotion. It to me, it's Omega Osprey for Bendor is my um, in this case AW match of the year. Yeah. So when I look at these three, uh, Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. fucking ruled. MJF versus Danielson is like Zach said, the greatest Iron Man match ever. That I remember that match just sucking me in and just sucking me off. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That was a such a fucking cool match with a with he, he pulled Zach shit over here. Was I mean, stealing your job too? With, with a with a, right with a really clever finish also. Um, but one of the best matches I've ever seen, and one of the most fun experiences I've ever had watching a match in a room full of people, uh, was. Osprey versus Omega at Forbidden Door. Uh, I don't want to give away what my markout moment of the year was, but there was a moment in this match that is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in a wrestling match, and I talked about it talked about it ad infinitum than that the week after. So that is my AEW match of the year. This is the Bayford. The WWE match of the year, Zach has laid out, is Sammy and KO versus the Usos Mania Night 1, Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew at Mania Night 2, and Dragunov versus Carmelo Hayes at No Mercy. I would also throw in uh, Dom and Ray at WrestleMania. Um, I'll go first. So my vote here has got to be Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. This was a match I have gone back and revisited. <laughs> Shocker. It's the only way it could have hit harder match. was if fucking Ilya Dragunov was in it. But uh, <laughs> this match fucking ruled. Um, it is... You know, I, it's almost what Zach would call a party match. I mean, this is three guys beating the fucking shit out of each other. I mean, in the coolest ways possible. Love this match. That's my WWE match of the year. Zach, who do you got? I'll agree. It was so good. Um, I just rewatched it um, the other day. And uh, there's a moment where, like, uh, <laughs> like Drew and Sheamus are fighting. And they're they're only fighting because they're both trying to, like, hit Gunther and, like, they were just fighting over the right to be able to hit him uh, at that moment. But yeah, just so so tough um, and just uh, just brutal and uh, just fun to watch. I'm sure it was not fun to do. Uh, the guys were just beat the fuck. Uh, you can't do matches like that uh, all the time. But I'm so glad that they did it on that night. Jason, no, it. it- for me, that I didn't break it down where I gave two or three WWE matches of the year, but this was, for me, my overall WWE match of the year. I don't know if this was a party match, but if that's the case, this is a party I'm not trying to be involved in. Man, they were beating the tar off each other, okay? Sparks were flying left and right. Right guy went over. This was It was a match where there was really nobody that lost. Somebody walked out with the quote-unquote title, but everybody came away looking good. And for me... Yeah, somebody just survived. Yeah, you know, you know, ultimately, it. and that was ultimately Gunther. And that, to me, really made me start to look at him a little more differently. It was a way to build Gunther up on their biggest stage in a big, in one of his biggest matches to date, and it worked out, and obviously it's worked from this from that point going forward. So for me, Gunther uh, Drew at Sheamus to me was the WWE match of the year. Clean sweep. 
Let's get to beefing, man. Uh, the NJPW match of the year. We have Osprey. You're gonna notice a. You're gonna notice a pattern here. Yeah, right. We got Osprey versus Shota Umino at Power Struggle. Osprey versus Naito in the G1 final, and Osprey versus Omega at Wrestle Kingdom 17. I will go first. The vote is for Little Bill Osprey versus Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom 17. A another entry so those two have two of my matches of the year and we're getting ready to say the big time match of the year this was surprising it was an incredible like i know that we throw around the word story a lot here um they told an incredible story of kenny omega uh the the old the old veteran showing the young buck what was what and just beating the fucking shit out of him uh well, Osprey kind of got like a hope spot with like five minutes left, I guess. But this was basically just an ass kicking. But man, so unexpected and so cool. That is my NJPW match of the year, Jason. Um, it's the Will Osprey show, obviously. Uh, Got to give love to the show Umino match. I thought that was an amazing match where it was surprising how long it went and the story that was being told. John Moxley coming down I thought was an amazing you know addition to the match itself and gave it a, another level of of excellence if you will um I just I, I gotta agree to me even though it, it was fairly one-sided it to me it was the genesis of the Will Ospreay we see right now he was already having good matches now after that moment after the year he came into the back and was like, you know, this is the year I need to be IWGP champion or I need to move on. It sets up everything else that we've seen from this point on from 2023 and bleeding into a little bit of 2024. For me, it's got to be one match and then one match only. To me, it's two matches of the year, and they both got the same two guys in it. To me, which one do you like more is personal preference. You like steak, you like seafood. They go like me, like both. So in this case, it's, they both on my top two. <laughs> you still cheated. You're like, either you like one or you like the other. There's no in between. I like both. Uh, Zach, what you got? Surf and turf, man. Uh, it's Osprey Omega. I mean, had pretty much the best match in every promotion that he wrestled in. Um, and in when he wrestled in New Japan and when he wrestled in AEW, the match with Omega were the best matches of the year in those individual promotions. Um, really interesting, not what you would say, like just like you guys said, uh, it was not the story that we thought because Osprey went into this like best wrestler in the world. And that was like the vibe. And then Kenny just put a fucking licking on him. Like, and it was Kenny's first time back in Japan. Let's get to beefing, man. Nobody, nobody was expecting that story. And it was just, man, was it good. Um, so yeah, it's like, uh, I feel like the one at Forbidden Door was maybe a little bit more complete. I think it was something that, the one in New Japan was something that was like for us, us types. Um, and then the one at Forbidden Door was more for like an American American audience, like a general audience. Like you show that match to somebody, they're going to get invested and they're going to be like, holy shit. 
this is amazing, even if they're not super into wrestling. But, um, but yeah, uh, long story short, that's it for me. This is the Bayford. So we have the other match of the year. The finalist, you might notice the pattern here, is Mike, ba- Mike Bailey versus Osprey, uh, Shingo Takagi versus Osprey, and Katsuhiko Nakajima versus Kento Miyahara at One mm. Night Dream with Will Osprey as the special guest referee. <laughs> <laughs> made the last. Yeah, I was about to say, he was not the exactly. special guest referee. Don't sit up here lying. The you know what I thought about right all there. week was last week when Zach... Uh, called TJP the fiend. <laughs> I thought about that all week. Uh your other match so I'll go I'll go first and then I'll go piss. So other match of the year, I only watched two of these and it's Osprey versus Mike Bailey uh on uh from Impact. Uh that match very fun and I'd like to see those two guys work together in the future. He got Jason. Did- I totally forgot about the Mirahara Nakajima match. It is a five star match for me on the Phoenix Splash podcast, so I will go and stick to that gun. Um, don't get me wrong; I have Mike Speedball Bailey versus Osprey on my list. I totally forgot about Kento Mirahara and Nakajima. To me, they're both really good matches. Dare I say, great matches. To me, one really stands out a little more than the other. I'm going Miyahara versus Nakajima's other match of the year. Three Bear, who you got, fool? So um, it's a testament to how good the Nakajima Miyahara match was that I didn't uh, put Osprey Josh Alexander on this list. Mm. Um, so like that would have been like the the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just uh, an absolute testament to yeah Nakajima Miyahara. So. Uh, thankfully, they put this match up for free on YouTube, uh, like right after it happened. That's how I watched it. Um, I didn't pirate it or anything. So you can still go watch it. It's on YouTube right now. Just Google Nakajima Miyahara. Uh, it's like their most recent one. I think they hadn't wrestled in quite a while before that. So no no worries. Like you find the one from 2023. Uh, uh, well, actually, take that back. They wrestled uh, on New Year's Eve. So there's two matches. It's not the New Year's Eve oh, match. Right on. It's the match before that. I think it's like in uh, October or November of this year. Oh, they just wrestled on New Year's Eve this year, like mm-hmm. just, just like a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, I didn't see that yet. I need to watch that. Um, so both of right, you guys so, had that match. Yes. Um, yeah. So when you, when you look at the the Osprey Mike Bailey, that is like the absolute quintessential. It was like we're gonna go have a a fantastic modern American wrestling match, and they like absolutely did that. Uh, and then the Nick, the Nick Nakajima Miyahara is like, Nakajima's kicks are just fucking insane. And Miyahara is like, talking about underrated, probably just because yeah. of his lack of exposure. But yeah. dude, like, that, that guy just is the best wrestler that nobody really talks about. Because Preach. he is a, an ultimate baby face. He has 30 to 40 minute matches that feel like 15 minutes because he just has you so fucking into them. Um, I love. I love his matches, and uh, this is actually, um, like, uh, one of the few, like, uh, other Japanese matches that I watched all, all year, but um, this was, go out of your way to see it. I got that match. So what is your, hold on a second. Let's get to beefing, man. <laughs> so what is your <laughs> men's match of the year overall? Is it, so we really only have three that we could say. It would be Osprey Omega one, Osprey Omega two, or Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew. Uh, Jason, what's your match of the year 
overall? Forbidden door, hands down. Zach? Uh, it's tough between the two Omega Okada, sorry, the two Omega Ospreys, but I'm going with Forbidden Door, uh, mostly because, um, like, when we, t- again, like, same thing Bill said, we talk about markout moment of the year. I did not have this on my list, but whenever I saw it on Bill's, I was like, this is it, because that match, like, I was so excited watching the match. Like, I couldn't sit still. There's a moment in, my, in that match where my ass left the seat. Like, it wasn't that I stood up. I just, like, like I had so much energy and I was so excited that I just kind of, like, bing, like, bounced off the ch- bounced off the bed for a second. It was fucking insane. Everybody's uh, got their own was, visual of Zach bouncing off the bed. He just, yeah. he just clinched. Um, he just clinched and popped straight up. That's right. Popped straight up. That's right. Um, I was like, I didn't have my legs down. I was sitting in my bed, like like crisscross applesauce, like sitting in my bed. No, and I swear, I, le- I swear, I swear, I levitated. You're like a modern day Buddha. <laughs> Buddha didn't levitate. That's Dalsim. Um So for men's match of the year, uh, for men, it's it, we're, you know uh, us us three are turning into one of those old old couples that look and sound exactly alike, like when they're like eighty years old, because it is a clean sweep. Osprey Omega, Forbidden Door, all three of us have as your men's match of the year. And what's shocking is that at Twitter, it on Twitter it got not one vote. Wow. Gunther and Sheamus had 42% of the vote, and Osprey and Omega at Wrestle Kingdom 17 had 50% of the vote. Uh, Danielson and MJF <coughs> had 8% of the vote. They brought a couple beefers with them. All right, Damn. so uh, <laughs> let's just, you know, we might as well knock this out because I think uh, after we went through our matches of the year, it's pretty obvious who this is going to be, but we have our men's wrestler of the year. The finalists are Osprey, Little Bill, MJF, Brian Danielson, or Speedball, Mike Bailey, Zach, who are you taking as your men's wrestler of the year? Because <laughs> Will Bill got me thinking of Bill Cosby cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to separate him from Big Bill. <laughs> you think Bill? You think Will Osprey would or be just, as famous or just as give he him, is if his name was Bill Osprey? No. Or just give him different rooms. <laughs> right. Uh, so, Zach, who's your men's wrestler of the year? Uh, you gotta eat the pudding. It's Bill Ospreay. Yeah, no doubt. I was gonna say I've been saying it all year long. Nothing is all great. Uh, candidates, you know, all can have their moment in the sun. Gunther uh, should be on this list as well if he's not. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's Will Bill Ospreay all day long. Yeah, and he had seventy percent of the vote on Twitter. This is the beef. Let's get when the beef, man. Into- any any promotion that you go in and you have their best match, like that shit just doesn't happen. Like no. that's not normal. No. They brought a couple beefers with them. So we got three left. Okay. Well, I like to call the big three. We have your Roman Reigns. <laughs> Promo of the year. Um, we have Cody and see. I'm sorry, I got kind of confused reading your guys' suggestions because there was a lot of Cody and Heyman, and I was like, wait, which one was this? Nah, but I was we have to say that, Cody and Heyman on Raw, uh, the Osprey Wrestle Kingdom 17 presser, the Alex Coughlin Wrestle Kingdom <laughs> 17 presser, 
And then <laughs> fuck I, you. No, not that one. Not that one. <laughs> I know. It's just, I just like saying it. It's, 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 uh, and then I have sw- I just threw in Swerve calls Hangman Turd for fun, and that got zero percent of the vote. See, Come that's on, what you guys. Get. See, that's what you get right there. I'm going to go with the Alex Coughlin. I really wanted to put Alex Coughlin says fuck you to Bishamon, but uh, I have Alex Coughlin, Wrestle Kingdom 17 presser is my answer. I fucking loved it. Like that, I mean, it was like eight minutes long, and he's talking about how he never got a chance, that he got there and he got a chance, and then he only got in the G1 because Aussie Open left to go make some money in America. I mean, just a killer promo. That's my Roman Reigns promo of the year. Who you got, Jason? Um... On the list, I do have Will Ospreay. Off the list, for me, was Ricky Starks. When Ricky Starks found out, it was just after uh, CM Punk got the boot, his uh, feud with Jericho kind of went left, and now he's in the middle of what to do next. And he came out, and he cut... Uh, it was a work shoot Blistering. promo. Yeah, to me it was a work shoot promo because part of it was, you know, hey, I've been doing these things, th- this thing in the ring. I've had this feud. I just beat Jericho. It's supposed to be my time. And now all of a sudden I'm supposed to be getting ready to have this feud with CM Punk, and now he gets the boot. So, you know, you could see the frustration. You could hear it. It almost looked like he was getting ready to actually shed a tear or two, which wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world because it made him look more vulnerable. Don't get me wrong. As much as I like Will Ospreay, and as much as I like the promo that he said after what Wrestle Kingdom, which really set up the, the year of Osprey, okay, for me, if I'm giving my vote, it's got to be Ricky Starks. For me, that motherfucker, it touched me in a sense where I was like, damn, man. And I, I know I came back after the fact that I was like, that motherfucker could be on the list of promo of the year because it touched me that much. I'm going Ricky Starks. Zach, who are you taking? Uh, mine was also Ricky Starks, but it was the one with Jericho and Omega. Remind me. Yeah, I was going to say, break it down. Oh, yeah, uh, it was the one, it was, no, it was fully a joke. Uh, I figured it was so bad that you guys would remember it, but it was so bad that you guys just forgot it. Um it was like just three weeks ago. Okay, like so you're talking about there. the most recent oh, one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, when Kenny Omega came out dressed like Suzanne Summers. See, you ain't shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. the joke. <laughs> we know yeah. it was the joke, motherfuckers. No, mean you but, ain't uh, shit. Really, there was, there was so many good promos. I think I sent Bill like eight because I just couldn't, I couldn't like narrow this shit down. Um, yeah, yeah, four like, of them were your, you know, four of them were Moxley. You're like. One of them was like Moxley in front of the stairs. Another one was like Moxley in the trunk of a car. Another one, like, <laughs> I was like, I don't like they all like. I don't remember them all. You just, you just say, no, oh, there was Moxley. Moxley. Moxley was bleeding. <laughs> right. Uh, Moxley in the cu- bleeding says, on the set, Moxley the in the cuck chair. <laughs> at, a, at a Howard Johnson. Mine, uh, mine was actually it said every Mox promo, but especially these three. Yeah, uh, right. Moxley, no, I, yeah, Mox, <laughs> yeah. Moxley after Punk got fired because you know he was like bringing it back, um, and you know was just like doing what Mox does, putting the fucking you know company on his shoulders. He's there. Uh, Moxley on. He is there. Yeah, is Mox, Moxley on Orange Cassidy before All Out because it was like the perfect promo of like building up your opponent at the same time as saying that you're King Kong and you're going to knock him down. Um, and then the Moxley was funny because he was very bloody. He was on a stairwell and it was before the hangman death match. And I just watched it. I found it on YouTube. 
you know what? Man, I was like, go ahead. The level of Moxley disrespect on this podcast that nobody (laughs) even mentioned him as wrestler of the year. (laughs) I mean, seriously, like he had one of the most consistently badass years. He fought everybody. He was, he had fucking skewers sticking out of his head in multiple countries. I, I totally it was get incredible. I totally get what you're saying. He but, fought in Japan. But if MJF didn't have the year he had, I would totally agree with you. And I would have no problem with that. He However, didn't even get a man. That's a, this is the first time we've mentioned him for the whole fucking podcast. He had an incredible year. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm, I'm blaming myself. I'm okay. blaming myself. Okay. I'm just saying to me, it's. I get what you're saying, but to me, MJF was the star of AEW for 2023. Fair enough. So, what is your Roman Reigns promo of the year, Zach? Oh man, this is uh, this is so tough. Um, I overall, it was so different and so out of left field, and something that I would not expect. Uh, and I loved it. He put an entire promotion on blast. I'm going with Alex Coughlin. Oh wow! Whoa! What the? We we should tweet at him and let him know that he won the promo of the year. Jesus. The beefer. Yeah, I okay. mean it's more than it's more than the champion. They wouldn't even give him a t-shirt. That they wouldn't give him a t-shirt. Man, we should wow. let Alex Coughlin know he can hold that beefer. Okay. He can hold it high. Let's get to beefing, man. Shit. Uh, so we got. Did not see that one coming. Two huge <laughs> that, ones. That's a, that, hey man, that's that's a, a prestigious award. I mean, Roman Reigns has been running away with that for like years and years and years. So I mean, this is this is something to be you know proud of. It's a huge accomplishment uh, for Alex Coughlin. The one the one Roman promo that I think is deserving of a mention here is whenever he had that promo battle with Cody on SmackDown and he was like rattling off stuff and he's like, You ever won that one? You ever won that one? <laughs> oh yeah, I won that one. And then like yeah, I won that one so many times. You ever main event WrestleMania? Yeah, I've done that last year, every year for the last 10 years. Right. And, then he, and then he goes and he tells Dusty, he's like, he's, he's talking about him being Dusty's protege and him talking about how uh, Dusty loved him more than Cody. And I was like, oh my God. Like that was, <coughs> excuse me, that was brutal. Yeah, that was badass. <laughs> he did kind of own that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, so, okay, so the official beefer, sorry, Alex Coughlin, goes to Roman Reigns because it's called the Roman Reigns. <laughs> oh, no. Promo nah, beefer. man, no. I'm protesting. No, nah, dog. No, no. Man, no, man. Fuck that. You giving Alex Coughlin his goddamn flowers, man. Fuck that shit. Apologies. Apologies. Alex Coughlin. Let's get to beefing, man. <laughs> we got two huge ones left. So uh, this one's always kind of fun, but it is the scandal slash news story of the year. Holy shit. The finalists were Punk and Jack Perry, Stephanie Leaves, the NWA cocaine segment, which sunk an entire TV deal. <laughs> And R.I.P. R.I.P. Bray Wyatt. R.I.P. Uh, Bray Wyatt ran uh, ran away with this category on Twitter with eighty percent of the vote. Um, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm not laughing about that. No, I know, and it's not funny, and it is just fucking terrible. But I don't know. It's not what I think of when I think of the scandal or news story of the year. So for me, I'm going with Punk and Jack Perry. That should have me checking Twitter every fucking two hours. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, awesome. Just 
completely awesome for wrestling. Um, we're in a new era, and this this is – I mean, there will be so many fucking documentaries about this 10 years from now. Zach, what do you have? I don't know, man. There's NBA's running around. Shit, we might not know nothing. <laughs> Dark side of the ring might have a hard time cracking this case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely uh, the funk shit. Um, it, there was just – it was just so much, uh, so much talk about it. It was just like you said. It was it was just the talk of the thing. It's funny. Uh, I didn't think about it in terms of like news. Like, I mean, WWE sold, <laughs> and like that's not even that was like the number two story of the year. Still, uh, WWE sold, uh, you know, to mm. UFC, mm. and that was still not the most important news story of the year. So. Or at least the not important, but at least least talked about, you know. No, no doubt, no doubt. I, I was about to say, I honestly, I totally forgot about WWE being sold. I just, to me, you know, Vince not being in charge of creative is all I'm ultimately worried about. I mean, the the business side of WWE is like as a fucking machine. I mean, it's going to take more than you know a, a monkey wrench to you know shut that some bitch down. I mean, it, it's just going to print money like a. Punk Did our financial said. reporter just pick WWE being sold? No, he just threw. He threw. Oh, he said, okay. it, threw you know, another one. Just you know, I, it wouldn't a, surprise me. He is our financial support. No, no question about reporter. it. In, in a scenario where it's a, under normal circumstances, it would be a huge story. But you know, you got motherfuckers acting the fool over in, in uh, Wembley Stadium, showing their ass. So you, know? you are, you two are taking CM Punk and it's it, Jack it, Perry. It literally changes one, two, three, three courses of three guys. Probably all in that same little little clump. Jack yeah, we haven't seen been, Jack Perry since. Ape's been seen since. CM Punk goes to WWE, and then uh, Samoa Joe somehow, some way, takes that and catapults that into the World Heavyweight Championship. Everybody is yeah. changed because one person just couldn't walk away and shut the fuck up. I think that's an <laughs> underrated aspect of this uh, too, because. You know that um, backstage, and this actually just came out this week, um, DJ uh, Who Kid, he was back there because he was out there with Swerve. So, like, DJ Who Kid had an interview, like, with something with, like, maybe Chris Van Valet or somebody. And they were like, yeah, so, like, you know, were you, you were at the paper He's like, no, I was, like, I was in the room whenever all that shit went down. And he's like, it was funny because he doesn't really know everybody. He's like, yeah, he's like, these one guys came back, they came back from their match all bloody, and then he's like, there was an altercation, he's like, it's like, oh my god, he's like, I thought this shit was fake, and he's like, all this shit's real, he's like, there's people fighting in the back, and he's like, and then, the, and he's like, and then this big Samoan guy just tells everybody to shut the fuck up and get back to doing their job, <laughs> and so, like, oh, it, was obvi- awesome. it was obviously Samoa Joe, because it was Samoa Joe and Punk were going out, Hell and no. so, like, just got everybody back on track at the biggest show of the year, and I'm like Tony, Coach or uh, Tony, I'm sure is just like I mean, for his is, life. we know he's a top guy. Like that whole nectar is just like you said, like a butterfly effect situation. Like Samoa Joe just being the man in that moment. Like Tony's like, I'm gonna put the world title on this motherfucker. <laughs> 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 that motherfucker saved my life. We gotta figure out a way to get him a reward while we make a world champion. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> and then 
All right, and finally. This is the beefers. They brought a couple beefers with them. Let's get to beefing, man. <laughs> the biggest award of the night. Uh, you know, some people have the wrestler of the year. Some people have the match of the year as the award of the, the biggest award. Their best picture, best album, the equivalent. Ours is the mark out moment of the year, and it is the moment where you marked out the hardest. So the finalist for mark out moment of the year is Punk returns to the WWE. Sami Zayn turns on the bloodline. Omega kicks out of the one winged angel at one or hangman page drinks swerves blood. Jason, what is your mark out <laughs> moment of the year? Wow. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> oh, oh. Hey, man. Let's whoa. Get the basin, man. <laughs> Say the list again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Punk returns, um, hangman drinks blood. One, what was the fourth one? Omega kicks out of the one winged angel. angel at one. What was the one in Sammy the Sammy turns on the blood bloodline. Line. Oh, man. Jesus Christ almighty. Um, it, it's got to be. Uh, what a year. It, yeah. All, all just magical moments. Uh, drinking the blood, definitely marked out. Um, Sammy just, just murdering fucking. Roman with the chair definitely marked out. I, it's got to be the One Ring Angel, right? I mean, that just doesn't. Ha- Even though it was going to not be the finish of the match, because you nine times out of ten, when somebody else does the other person's finisher, it's not going to be the end of the match. But felt like it could have been. And when he kicked out of one, it was like, what? Like the 32nd minute or something. (laughs) I mean, the room erupted again. You made a whole – I by myself, you know, marking out is one thing. When you make a whole room erupt, that's something entirely different. It's got to be the one. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally like we all got up and used. It was like what? Everybody's holding each other back. Like somebody just got dunked on. You don't, don't, don't come out on the court. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let them do do their thing. To me, it is one of the best moments of the year, hands down. They're all four great. Do not get me wrong. They were all in the point. Shane tearing up his uh, knee was one that, <laughs> that was we were all there for. And I was can't like, what the, the first time that got mentioned. What the fuck was happening? Just on the on my list. And Snoop Dogg with the save of the year. year. Yeah, I was getting ready to say he saved that whole shit. Uh, Yoda Suji versus Will Ospreay just for the, uh, the 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 magical moment of it all. There goes that man the, again. Yeah, right. Uh, Punk returns comes uh, another one, but Shane at WrestleMania when he fucked his shit up. You was laughing your motherfucking ass off. I was like, dude, I can't. This is the dumbest fucking shit ever. I can't. I was like, they dude, just stopped <laughs> showing them. <I> was, <laughs> that was the fucking. That was that was one of the bits of the year was. Talking about all the McMahons throughout history <laughs> blowing out their quads. And high pro- and high pro- like the guys, like the JFK shooters, like, oh, I see him, you know. Wait, wait, somebody get to Mr. Oh, my quad. The gods I'd, sit in the, him. I'd sit in the back of the bus when my quad is fucked up. <laughs> they, got, they just got weak quads. They're like Achilles. They got dipped in gold by the gods by their quads. Now you shall be no doomed throughout time with weak quads. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. Shame it, Zach. Zach what's your mark up moment of the year? 
I'm crying over here. Oh <laughs> me God. too. Um, I want to go back and find that that episode because that to me is easily one of the funniest fucking episodes. It's the fun one. Of the it had to be the post WrestleMania one. Right? <laughs> it's somewhere after that because I mean, literally, we were just clowning on these motherfuckers. It was easily one of the best segments. <laughs> Zach, what's your mark um, moment? These are all so good, and I feel like they're so much better than a lot of ones that we've had in the past. I mean, the Shane one aside. Uh, I feel like the Hardys coming back at WrestleMania won one, and like this is all of these are so much better than that. I agree. Um, and uh, I had a physical reaction to every single one of these. But like I said, whenever whenever Kenny popped out at one, like I'm watching this match and like I'm enthralled and I'm already like hyped, and I'm just like sitting on my bed and I just like I was like a little kid, man. Um, I that shit just doesn't happen where uh, like yeah, you just can't sit still. And I just jumped up. Uh, him kicking out at one was so perfect. Because not only is that finisher so protected, but like Bill said, it was like in the, after the half an hour mark or something. Just, these guys just had a brutal, brutal match. And, uh, yeah, it was a, a thing of beauty. And uh, just a genius, genius development in a genius match. Um, yeah, all-time, all-time it, that's an all-time moment mm. in a, a wrestling match, and for that, uh, it gets my vote. Yeah, just to keep the flow going, that's my vote. Also, that probably that might be the hardest I've ever marked out. Um, as Zach just said, stealing my thunder once again. I mean, what a what an idea to have at that point in the match, and to execute like that of course it was a beautiful one-winged angel by uh bill and <laughs> omega sold it like a motherfucker <laughs> except for the fact that he kicked out one and that was that was the match that we were at joey's and jason case the guy that i've watched a lot of wrestling with over the years mm-hmm. he was like that's the best match you and i have ever seen together and he was right that was crazy and kicking out one you just can't you cannot um, overstate how smart that is and how that plays against the viewer's expectation. And it just absolutely fucking ruled in the, in the match of the year, the markout moment of the year. And that says a lot about it because lots of times you think about markout moments as not stuff that happens during matches, which leads me to number two. And that's punk coming back to WWE. I was watching that live. Also, I was watching that live also. And I was rendered, speechless my jaw was literally i like my jaw actually dropped i looked like a fucking cartoon <laughs> i was like holy fucking shit yeah and that says all that does is underscore how badass like that a, moment in the osprey omega match was really what are you gonna say well i was just gonna say like a bigger cartoon shit. like a bigger cartoon <laughs> um so like the, that would be my number two and then my number three and I, I know that some people forget this, but at the uh, at the WWE pay-per-view in Puerto Rico um, during the Bad Bunny Damian Priest match, when Carlito makes his return, comes oh, down, oh, clears the ring, pulls the apple out of his jean shorts pocket, 
and starts munching on the apple in the middle of the ring while the crowd is popping off like a motherfucker. Talk, I mean, I marked out real fucking hard when that happened. He'd been, he'd been wrestling for like three minutes with that apple in his jeans. I know, man. <laughs> How'd you not see it? I was say, God damn, I that know that's the saltiest motherfucking apple ever. I was about to say, man, I know that shit is uncomfortable right marked now. Marked out real hard when that happens. Look, I, I've, I said that... Puerto Rico, San Juan was one of the best venues that I've seen all year long, WWE or otherwise. They need to make that a yearly trip no matter what. I don't care who's on the card, but they need to do San Juan or somewhere in Puerto Rico every year no matter what. So a couple smaller awards. So that's, you know, that's our. This is the beefers. They brought a couple beefers with them. Let's get to beefing, man. Passed them out, baby. There were, there were two that I forgot about. Most hated wrestler of the year. I put two options. I put John Cena, and then I put other, and then in parentheses it says, don't pick this. <laughs> that one was 71%. So many people picked that. Yeah, it was 71% of the vote, and John Cena with 29% of the vote. I think See, that's that, pretty that, good. That shit went left like a motherfucker. This is the beef. <laughs> and then Also, I voted, for my, I voted for myself on this just so I could see the results. Oh, wow. The most hated BFR co-host, we had Bill, JCB, and Two Beers, Zach. Now, this was kind of back and forth between JCB and Zach for a while today for second place. Because your boy <laughs> uh, was in the lead all day. <laughs> Man, Yours even... truly. Bill, a.k.a. Veggie, with 42% of the vote. Jesus. Two Beers, Zach, has 33% of the vote, but he just said that that is a skewed statistic. <laughs> right. uh, and JCB, well, I guess, you know, 25% of the voters are racist. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even vote. Uh, I didn't even vote. So, Zach, you voted for yourself Definitely just to see the vote. You. So, if you would have voted for yourself, who would you have voted for? <laughs> Again. <laughs> that's two yeah, years yeah. in a row. You motherfuckers ain't shit. We just say that's two years in a row. That's two years in a row. <laughs> Look at you. You know what we're going to call that award? The Bill Maggie <laughs> Most Hated BFR Co-Host Award. The Will- William Osprey yeah. Award. There you go. There you go. I was about to say, you keep stealing his stuff, and we're going to put Bill Ospreys on somebody else's shit, namely your shit. This is the Bayford. That's great. This is banned from ringside. So that is I can't believe uh, we wanted the to do. 2024. I can't believe, just for the record, I can't believe we wanted to do this and then predictions all in the same show. That was never going to work. Yeah. Well, Ever. No, I know. That's why we called it. <laughs> I mean, we can't, can't be doing it. Um, so. Get pre rolls. Are we are we gonna do any uh, Battle of the Valley predictions then? Uh we are not doing Battle of the Belts predictions. Uh what is that collision? Battle 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 in the Valley. Oh, that's uh this weekend. Uh I mean I I have the car. We can do it if you want to. Uh well I was just curious. We don't have to, but the the show looks awesome, so I can't wait to watch it. It's supposed to snow here let's tomorrow. Just do, let's just do an impromptu. I'm going to run it I'm down. Like yeah, let's just do weekend, an impromptu so. real quick. I was yeah. about to say, give me 30 seconds. I'll bring up the card. We can run it down. Uh, so this, so the uh, the predictions are starting over, right? Yeah, you wish, motherfucker. You wish. I thought I thought that was the. I thought that's what we we're going to do. All bullshit aside, I thought that's what we we're going to do. Is that once we got to the front of the year. It would reset and we start over again. So then Jason won with 133. Zach comes in second with 131. Oh, 
as two-time champ, by the way. Um, so this is the Battle of the Valley. Do you guys want to do pred- official predictions for this? Zach can make the call on that. We don't, we don't have to do official ones. I just want to – we should uh, – we can chat about the card, though. Yeah, what's on the card, Zach? Uh, let me see. Sorry, I didn't pull it up. Battle in the Valley. I have it right here. I'm looking dead at it. Okay, okay what you got? Uh, let's just start at the top of the card. It's uh, Okada versus Osprey, uh, Shingo versus uh, John Moxley in a no DQ match, Eddie Kingston versus Gabriel Kidd in the uh, Continental Title ma- Continental Crown Title match, Matt Riddle and, and a mystery partner versus TMDK. In this case, it would be Bad Dude Tito and Zack Saber Jr. Julia versus Trisha Dora for the strong women's uh, title, uh, Hikaleo and ELP versus, it looks like this is Clark Connors and Alex Coughlin, the aforementioned Alex Coughlin. I'm going to get you your beef, dog. Don't you trip. <laughs> THP versus, uh, TJP, I'm sorry, versus David Finley. Uh, it doesn't look like the uh, global title is on the line there. And then you have uh, Valdor Jr. and Mascara Dorada versus uh, Rocky Romero and Sobrano Jr. And then the opener has Shota Umino, Fred Rosser, and Jacob Fatu. Very interesting. Versus Team Filthy, Tom Waller, and West Coast Rex. And Crew. What are you looking forward to here, Zach? Oh, man. Uh, just This thing kind of, you know, came together because they don't really do, they don't, you know, announce shit until other stuff happens. So, kind of fully this week. Um, but, I mean, dude, like, Osprey Omega, or sorry, Osprey Okada is always phenomenal. We've got two of my favorite wrestlers ever, um, Shingo Takagi versus John Moxley in a no DQ match. So those guys are just going to murder. Underrated match that uh, a lot of people might not um, think has a lot of marquee value, but I think will be dope because he's got something to prove. we got Eddie Kingston versus Gabe Kidd. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, just those top three matches right there. I didn't even know and this then we're getting Matt happening. Riddle in a, in a New Japan ring. So... Uh, you know, if Makara Dorada wants to bring it, um, him and Volador could have a great match. I mean, this is going to be just a very fun card top to bottom. Jason, what are you looking forward to? Um, Shingo Takagi and uh, Moxley in a no DQ match. It, it kind of makes my dick hard. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, I love how Shingo just came backstage, and when Moxley was cutting a backstage promo and basically just called his ass out, I was like, fuck yeah. Gabe That's Kid. a dream match. <laughs> does say Gabe Kid. It's uh, kind of a dream match. No, all bullshit aside, and, and no rules involved. This is It's just going to murder. Uh, Gabe Kid, I think, is uh, an up-and-coming uh, star. We were talking about this on PSP earlier this afternoon. Uh, I'm not going as far as generational talent yet, but he's definitely a madman. Him and uh, Eddie should be have a good-ass match. Um, I'm curious to see who X is to, to, to pair with Matt Riddle. Ultimately, I don't think it really matters. Uh, this is It should be more about ZSJ than anybody else. Actually, can I say something about Gabe Kidd real fast? Is yeah. that I forgot to mention that as one of my runners-up for NJPW Match of the Year was Gabe Kidd versus Kato Kido, Kiyomiya. Uh, in the G1. I have no problem Oh, that, with that. was very fun. Yeah, that was yeah. what I say. They, Love they, that match. They got after it. Uh, I'm curious to see how Trisha Dora looks against Julia, even though Julia should win. Uh, then the other matches should seem like fun matches. But obviously, the top of the card, Okada, Osprey, Shingo, Moxley, Jesus Christ, that's going to be killer. And I'm curious to see how good uh, 
Gabe Kidd looks against Eddie Kingston, even though Eddie Kingston should retain. That's a stack fucking card. Yeah, it's, hey, it's, it's no joke. We're going to have Saturday all night. your analysis on Battle in the Valley next week on the This is Banned from Ringside. Look at you. Ringside podcast. Look at you. Uh, what you guys think about the Punk McIntyre segment? I thought it was really fucking good. I thought it was good. Uh, both guys have, you know, points, even though – Drew's coming from the heel mentality portion of the program. Uh, I like his, you know, his points. Punk, you know, is basically going to it's the point of no return. You know, it's Royal Rumble or bust, and a lot of people are going to have that Royal Rumble or bust kind of mentality. Drew included, Cody as well. So, Royal Rumble is going to be real interesting here in a couple of weeks. You think we're going to see Brock Lesnar? Yes. I real real quick. I think Drew owned Punk like. I think he made him look like a punk. Um, it was a great segment, but man, Drew outshone him like a motherfucker. He not not as like star power in the building because Punk was over. This was also in Portland, by the way. I know, My I'll daughter was that. in town. Otherwise, I would have spent the twenty bucks and gone because it was a great show. I mean, Nakamura going to the main event. It was a really great TV show. Bullshit. <laughs> but um, but uh, Get anyway. Uh, I think that was like kind of the big standout thing was uh, Drew outshone Punk on the mic. I tell you what, if they were trying to make Drew a heel, they failed because <laughs> I mean Drew was getting cheered by the end of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, all, I just think Drew is is kind of universally like, and, and even more so in a scenario where you have somebody across from him is so divisive as Punk, it's hard for you know it's hard for Drew not to get cheered, or somebody else for that matter not to get cheered. Drew is a heel in this scenario, but. He was speaking his truth, and his truth resonated with Portland in this scenario. So, you know, I didn't. That sounds like a John say, Cena promo. <laughs> I won't say he owned Punk, but he was I, speaking I was, his truth. He did. He, man, look, let that man speak. Shit, let that man live. Uh, I like the segment. I just won't go as far as to say that Punk was owned, but segment was good. Um, and we have a at the Royal Rumble, the uh, shot at Roman's title is a fatal four-way between Roman Orton, L.A. Knight, and A.J. Styles. Uh, what do you think about that development, Jason? Um, once he came, what, he being Roman and the bloodline came out and stomped everybody, I was like, I kind of thought to myself, this might be the possibility. And obviously it is. It's fine. Um, somebody's going to be protected so that somebody will, you know, be used somewhere down the line. Probably Elimination Chamber would be my next guess. Um, I'm good with it. I mean, shit. It's 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 a it's a new hurdle that Roman hasn't had to jump yet. Fair enough. Make it happen, Kevin. Zach. Yeah. Um. You know, is is it? It doesn't have like the marquee value of a single, like a big singles match. But at the same time, I don't think. Anybody really thinks Roman's going to lose the title before Mania, so this adds a little more flair. It also opens up for fuckery um, without, like, you know, doing ref bumps. Like, they can just do the fuckery without doing the ref bump because it's a four-way. Um, so, yep. I'm I'm for it. Get, you know, get more guys. <laughs> <You're shit>. <laughs> I know where your head's at. You ain't shit. Um, I could run down all sorts of stuff. I do want to say I was right about that Tyler Bate. Prediction. You were. That, uh, was, a, was, that was a good Pete call. Dunn's tag. That was a good partner, call. And KO is going to. KO won the tournament. He will be facing Logan Paul at the Royal Rumble. Um, move, uh, anything you guys want to say about that? 
uh, that should be a good match. I'm looking forward to it. Zach? Yeah, uh, both of these shows were good, too. It's, it's, um, it's been frustrating to keep up with all this very good wrestling, but thank, yeah. I'm thankful for it. <laughs> I hate being entertained by wrestling. Oh, my God. This is banned from ringside. AEW <laughs> uh, had a, you know, it was an okay show. Uh, headlined by Sting and Darby Allen versus Takeshita and Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, they had Flair was out there. Uh, they asked Sting who he was gonna fight in his final match, and the Bucks come out like, wearing Kangols <laughs> with their little fucking mustaches. I gotta say, I thought it was funny. What you think of it, Jason? It, it was the what the fuck moment of uh, 2023. At least one of them so far. I I just assume like most people would, it would be Darby. Um. It's not a thing. It's not a knock against the Bucks. It, I mean, it, it'll be a fine match. It, it, it will be more than serviceable. Probably be the main event. And if you're going to do it that way, you you probably want to use your arguably that some people say the greatest tag team of all time. So in that scenario, yeah, who says yourself, that? I don't know. Somebody always rants, rants and raves about them being the greatest tag team of all time. But you know, it, it is what it is. It's individual, subjective perspectives on things. So to each his own. But clearly not the case. But Neither here nor there. Zach, what did you think about it? Yeah, it surprised me because they stepped away for a while. Um, makes absolute sense. Like, you have – thing already said he doesn't want to do singles. He only wants to do tags. So, Darby's going to be with him this entire way. And um, Okay, see, I didn't know you that. Know, uh, I didn't know it until uh, fairly recently. Okay. But, we, you know, we, we haven't seen him in, in singles. But True, uh, if you're going to pick a tag team for to retire Sting – like you want Sting that it's like Sting's last match. Sting's one of the greatest wrestlers to ever live. Uh, had one of the greatest careers ever. You want him to have the best possible match that you can have. It's a no-brainer who you put him with. Like they're gonna make them. The Road like, Warriors are coming need, back to life. What the fuck? They don't make. They don't need. Road Warriors would just. I mean, Sting would probably his neck would probably break. But like, you know, can't put a sixty-five-year-old man in with the Road Warriors. Jesus Christ. Um but uh, he'll make them look like they're the Bucks will make them look like a million bucks, and they don't even really need the help because Sting and Darby are a dynamic team, um, as is. Uh, they're doing a lot of fun stuff, but uh, really, I mean, coming into the match, yeah, and the Bucks can lose, and, and that's totally fine. Um, but it'll be competitive. It'll be super fun. I think it'll be the funnest match on on the card, uh, regardless of what else they put on the card. Dude, uh, I was going to say they even announced another match yet. Calm down. Um, you no, know, I'm saying regard. I mean, what what could – I'm fucking with you. Like, <laughs> I know, but what, what could they book? What could they book that's more fun than Sting's retirement match with Darby versus the Young Bucks? I just can't even think of something. You know what's funny is that you think about an old guy like Sting, and you're like, ah, he should be there to, like – put young guys over and everything or something like that but he's put Darby over and even though he's undefeated I feel like they've used him perfectly didn't over over use him didn't over expose him whatever word you want to use in the sense each he didn't cut any promos (laughs) each little moment you know was a nice little Little nugget for Sting on the way out the door. I agree with you, Tony. It, it's never, it never felt like it was too much Sting. It, it never felt like it was too good. It was just right. I'll never forget him crawling back to the corner like a old lady whose life alert fell underneath the bed. <laughs> Come on, dude. Come on, man. 
<laughs> he, he, I mean, he got he got smoked at that time. Yeah, I was getting ready to say his bell got rung, man. I was about to say you took a shot. Let's not act like this shit don't hurt. All I right? saw some Vince Sells on Twitter talking about how it was irresponsible that Tony Khan was letting him take bumps like that. Uh, so speaking of Tony Khan, are we going to talk about this tweet about uh, gender or no? Yeah, we can talk about that. This is banned from ringside. So tell the people. Uh, so obviously on Raw. Uh, Jinder Mahal came out and interrupted the Seth Rollins uh, promo and, yeah. and basically is now going to be in a world title match for next week. And Tony Khan apparently has a, a problem with the fact that it's Jinder Mahal coming out and getting this title match after not being relevant, not being around, whatever word. I can't even remember exactly what he t- used in the tweet, but basically he was – made reference to the fact that Jenner is irrelevant, has been for a while, and why is now he's getting a world title shot. So Jenner Mahal gets involved. This was apparently in response, though, because people were giving Tony Khan shit about giving Hook a title shot or having Hook call out Samoa Joe. So Tony Khan was like, Hook is a more credible uh, challenger to a championship than Jenner Mahal is. Basically, he said 25-1. and Tony Khan. Put your phone down, man. Get a fucking burner. You look like a fucking child, dude. I'm not, like I said, I've, I've never been a fan of Tony Khan tweeting, and this is the perfect reason why. This was unnecessary attention for all the Open a new reasons. Twitter account. Yeah. You, you know it at Perry Saturn's dress. <laughs> you know that he can get in contact with Kevin Durant. Just right. found out how to open a different account. Just open up a different account. Run your motherfucking mouth that way. Okay. Uh, Zach, who is a more credible challenger, Jinder Mahal or Hook? Uh, I mean, I love that like, question. I love it. That's a great question. God damn, that's why you're the host. Right there. Honestly, like, uh, yeah, I mean. Honestly, like, uh, I think there's two ways to I look would, at this. This is a philosophical question. I agree. Who it is? is. <laughs> and I, 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 I plan a- to answer the question. You have a former WWE champion who hasn't done fuck all since he lost the title. Um, and then, you know, you have uh, a young, like, up-and-comer dude who won a bunch of squash matches uh, and then just really started wrestling competitive matches uh, this year. Um still think FTW champion though. FTW champion. <laughs> I was yeah. you had to put that shit on his resume. He's literally like, wearing his dad's belt. Okay, you had to put that shit on his motherfucking resume. It's like when I go out I mean, to my I parents' think... house, and my mom's like, "Do you want this coat? Your dad doesn't wear it anymore." Thanks, mom. There's your yeah. FTW champion. I'll just punch another hole in it. It'll fit. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think kayfabe style and is just a match that I'd rather see. I think. I think hook is a better choice than gender. Uh, who do you think is more credible, Jason? Uh, Hook has had two singles matches since in uh, the, the last six months, if I'm not mistaken, in the last two months. Rocky Romero and I uh, can't think of the second other person. So now you're going to tell me this guy, who's now all of a sudden, we can't even name a great there match that Hook has ever had, okay? This motherfucker is now going to come off the side of the milk carton and challenge the world Is-Zena? heavyweight champion. 
let, let's not misunderstand. Jinder Mahal has his holes too. I'm not going to sit up and say Jinder Mahal was great, but at least we have a line of thought process to it. Jinder Mahal and Seth Rollins wrestled for the NXT title. Seth Rollins won. So now you fast forward to now to today where they both are champions at one time or another. Not a huge fan of the Jinder Mahal championship run, but hey, he was a world heavyweight champion. You cannot sit up here and make this leap, and I'm going to be nice and use the word leap, and have Hook all of a sudden go up. So, I mean, he hasn't even won a legitimate AEW recognized title. One. Not tag team, not trios, not singles. He's so, wearing his daddy's belt. It's Jinder Mahal. It's that simple. He has the least lineage of being there and been a world champion. I did not think you were. Did you disagree that they are both terrible? Like, why are you <laughs> Why are you all hits nuts so much? God damn. <laughs> we both have fallen. It's uh so like like I said, there's two ways of looking at it. Jinder Maul hasn't had a singles match in a long time. Hook is twenty eight and one. So if we're talking kayfabe style, Hook is the more credible champion or Hook is the more credible challenger as it is right now. If they if this were a real competition. It's not. <laughs> it is not. You're right about it that. It is now, goddammit. Jenny better whoop that ass Hook and get is, Hook is not. Hook is not a credible challenger to Samoa Joe. Jinder Mahal at least looks the part. It's, Thank you. It's Jinder Mahal. Thank you. But, but I mean, Zach's right. They're both stupid. <laughs> we both know how this shit's going to end. I will say this, though. I will say this. If there is a time... For a cash in for Damian Priest, this is it. This oh, I would feels that would like really, a that would really shake things. I'll go up. this. For, I'll take it one step further. I said to, I said it to Mikey at uh, Sydney on Wednesday. And then we I'll, get Finn versus Priest at WrestleMania. I'm not going that far. I'll say there there will be a cash in. I'll go that far. There will be a cash in. I'm not saying successful or not, but there will be a Damian Priest involvement in that oh, Monday just, night uh, match. Give me the pencil. You have Damian Priest cash in. You can have Punk versus Seth for no title, and you can have Finn get pissed off. You have a babyface Damian Priest versus Finn Balor at WrestleMania. Demon comes out. Demon wins. Finn wins at WrestleMania. Just booked it. I just booked it. Uh, hang on, man. Let's rewind this shit. Zach. On a scale of one to ten, how right was that? Right being super, <laughs> one being super right, and ten being there's no way I'm absolute. Like I might be God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a ranking right there. <laughs> God damn, there's like no <laughs> real gray area there. <laughs> so, so give me the numbers, Zach. <laughs> one being leukemia, two. Ten being Roman uh, Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't have a number. For yeah, it. you better get okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to get out this motherfucking quit. I'm like, no, no, no. We've been we've been doing this long enough. All right. Um. So birthdays this week. That's great. We have Abdul the Butcher is 83. Shad Gaspard would have been 43. R.I.P. Man, damn. Yujiro Takahashi, uh, the pimp, is 43. The Tokyo pimp. I just like how he's a pimp. (laughs) I like how he's doing the Godfather. 
<laughs> uh, Mason Ryan is 42. Hope that dude's okay. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. R.I.P.? No, nah, he's alive. Right? Is he? Yeah, Hacksaw okay. Jim. He's yeah, still yeah. hanging on. God bless him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You, you got really sick, though. I 70. Matt Riddle, the aforementioned, uh, newly signed our wrestling MLW signed, but uh, he'll be in New Japan. He is 38. Casey Catanzaro, who is now known as... Uh, uh, Katana Katana Chance, yeah, shit. Uh, 34. Kelly Kelly, 37. Shane McMahon, dude. (laughs) Just Shane McMahon. (laughs) I got it in before the birthday. scooter. (laughs) 54 years old. Bull Buchanan. My dude, my dude from Right right to Censor. censor. Jesus Christ. Uh, he is 55 and Tucker's 34. I fucked up earlier and I, uh, I got rid of one of the drops, so... We got to just do this for the uh, for the ending. <laughs> Idiot. So, hey, everybody. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening to our podcast. We know there's a ton of podcasts to listen to. So, take it to this is going to take for This is going to take a while. So, oh, for, uh, I mean, we can talk about other things. No, it ain't going to take that long. I saw Poor Things the other night uh, downtown. You ever seen uh, You ever seen the movie at the Alamo? No. Really good. We've been to that, um, what's the sports place that's out there? Um, Shit. I don't know. Are we still recording? Yeah, we're still recording. Oh, uh, oh so for Tender Mahal, Check. for Patriot Pat, <laughs> Check. for Murray the Murray Man Murray, Check. for Lucha Chris, Check. for my beautiful family inside, Check. for Vice, Double for Check. Two Beers, Zach Mullen. This is Check. throwing me off because the music's know, it, different. It, it, yeah, it's, it's totally fucking with you. I can tell. For Two Beers, Zach Mullen, for Check. Jason Cornelius Bell, I am Bill Veggie. Uh, Black Lives Matter, support your local weed dealer, support your local restaurant. Call your parents and boo the heels. Boo! Boo! Bitch. Really fuck that up.